Hello, and welcome back to the show, your Ultimate Playlist podcast full of choice tracks. I'm Brandon. And I'm Damon. I'm Dietrich. And I'm Taj. Interesting. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> Say it with right. your chest, man. <laughs> well, I have I'm a feeling I know why Taj did that. Um, so, just a little quick recap what we do here. This is a music podcast. Side A, we have a theme, and we pick our favorite music track based on that theme. And then side B is where we have a discussion based on an album that was selected by a host, and we also pick our favorite tracks from that album. So, let's go ahead and drop that needle on side A. All right. So, side A, the theme for this week's episode is jazz. Jazz music. More classic jazz, not 1980s and on nothing like that we're going you know miles davis john coltrane you know those kind of names charlie parker um that's the kind of jazz that uh i was really aiming for and we got some good ones uh this episode um you know i'm not really gonna go into jazz and what jazz is if you don't know what jazz is look it up um i don't think i could really do it justice it's 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 uh it's pretty complicated um yeah there there's a abundance of uh jazz history and there's some great documentaries uh about jazz um so you know do yourself a favor and go watch those or listen to a podcast that's all about jazz this is just a little snapshot of uh of what jazz is all about so my theme or my song uh for this episode for the jazz theme is something that i've loved ever since i recall hearing it the first time uh the song that i've selected is salt peanuts by dizzy gillespie or it could have been charlie parker It's hard to say for sure, but I think most people credit it with with Dizzy. Um, The song came out in the early 40s, but the actual definitive recording was probably 1945, um, and that was Dizzy and his All-Stars. Dizzy played trumpet, Charlie Parker played alto sax on it, and then there was Al Haig on piano, Curly Russell on bass, and Sid Catlett on drums. I don't know most of those names, but I definitely know Charlie Parker and Dizzy and um yeah, so my introduction to the song was from a movie, surprise, surprise, and the movie was actually The Cable Guy with Jim Carrey. There's a scene in that movie where Jim Carrey beats up Owen Wilson in the bathroom, and he's pretending to be Dizzy Gillespie, and he's sing- he, he the music is playing in the background as he's also singing to Salt Peanuts while he's beating up Owen Wilson. And I've always loved that, that scene. I've always always loved that song ever since. Um, I remember doing a little bit of research after the movie because I wanted to know who that was for sure. Um, and then there was a point where I just... I, I went down that rabbit hole uh, and in the 2000s and wanted to know more about jazz history. I watched the Ken Burns documentary. Um, I bought a lot of CDs. Um, I don't claim to be an aficionado. Um, I honestly can't tell you what's good jazz and bad jazz, but I can tell you what I like, and this is it. Um, it's just got this uh, high-energy, high-octane kind of bebop sound to it. The only lyrics in the song is salt peanuts and that's it 
Um, and it's just, I don't know, it just always brings a smile on my face, partly because I just see Jim Carrey's manic face during that scene in Cable Guy. Um, but it made me become a huge fan of Dizzy, but an even bigger fan of Charlie Parker. Uh, Charlie Parker is definitely one of my favorites. And, uh, again, I don't quite know who to credit it to. Let's just say both, but, uh, I do know Dizzy is usually the one that's, that's mentioned. So anyway, that is my favorite, uh, choice track, uh, based on the jazz theme. And guys, what did you think? Well, I'm I'm here for it all day. Like I'm I'm a sucker for big band sound. Um, back in my youth, uh, back when it was <laughs> the rage in the '90s, I, I used to do swing dancing. So you know, uh, but yeah, this is for sure. I know something I had heard before, but yeah, it was nice to revisit it. And yeah, it's it's amazing thing. It, it was also in because. You know how I'm trying to watch music videos. It, Salt Peanuts was also in a movie, but I didn't see which black and white movie it was in. Um, but it was Dizzy and somebody else on the drums. And man, the drummer for that was crazy. So, but yeah. So, but, but I think that the the sax guy was there too. But yeah, for that that one solo part. But yeah, it was really cool. I liked it. Sweet. Yeah. So I'm gonna jump in, and you know, I'm, I love Dizzy. Uh, just, just because, um, like literally this, this was a nice, nice bluesy track, but it wasn't, it wasn't a sad bluesy. It was, it was a up, upbeat kind of uplifting type situation. Um, I definitely listen to jazz. I'm not going to say I'm an officiato by any means, but you know, I definitely love the off kilter sound. I love, um, all of the tracks that come in with it. As far as the instrumentation and, and jazz by itself is poetry. It's, it's poetry, emotion. It's art. If, if, if you could put jazz in an art gallery, you'd have so many different colors and, and fixtures and longer to go along with it. And for what you brought to the table, starting us off strong, I mean, shit, we couldn't lose. So if anybody picked any weak songs after that, that was on them. I don't think anybody did, but I'm just saying that was, that was a good way to start off the show. So I like that. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. There's, I, I like jazz more than I thought I did after listening to one song that took me in a rabbit hole to a whole album and then another album. And it was just, it was really fun. Um, very good theme. And, you know, who would have thought that was, like, that was going to introduce me to so much that I thought I kind of knew, but, you know, there's, there's a lot more to, <laughs> to jazz than I know. Uh, I feel good about it though. I feel good about your song. It's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, like the big band sound, like, like you're saying, Taj, and like maybe a little bit of drums, but mostly horns. <laughs> and I think that's, you know, the very little, like, I could, I couldn't find a lot that had lyrics, <laughs> especially the older stuff, you know, which I think is nice. You don't need lyrics. Being able to express music without lyrics is, it's very interesting. Like, you, not every band can do that. Not every genre can do that that easily. When a band does that, I think it's great. Um, but yeah, this is like, this is definitely a lounge for me. And I like that. It's a good time. So it, like the, uh, that, that horn and like the big band sound. Does that, does that go across the board for like, I mean, you know who we picked, but does that go across the board for all these, all these musicians? Do they all kind of like jump into that a little bit? And then like a lot of the stuff I was listening to didn't have that sound. So I think just mine. Mine is for sure big band. Uh, yeah. But, but yeah, no, the, the, it, once you got later, uh, you know, 
past the the 30s and 40s i guess it, it you know jazz took on a different take <laughs> like the big band sound was really uh, of an era and then that yeah. died away so like the roar, the roaring 20s and like yeah. the 30s stuff like that yeah great gatsby uh style but i mean i don't know it, i always attribute big band to like world war ii because like that's kind of that's when swing was kind of its thing so yeah okay it, and so th- that's where like after world war ii like that's when things got really different <laughs> so yeah <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think, like, music like this, too, is like, I think you were just kind of touching on this a little bit, Brandon, but, like, in film, it definitely reminds me of silent movies and um, the expressionism of, you know, like, no no words, <laughs> but, like, movement and, you know, gesture and music. That's really cool. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move on. And we've already had a bit of a spoiler, so let's just go ahead and get him out of the way. Taj, <laughs> yes. what's your choice track? <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so my choice track is so like i said i i kind of figured i was going to do a big band uh song um i was trying to figure out which one i want to do um i'm uh i'm a good big um I'm a drawing a blank uh, Miller fan, but um, there was one song in particular, and, and I felt like you had to do the song. It, there's other reasons why I picked this song, but the song I picked is uh, Begin the Begin, uh, but I did the Artie Shaw version. And so he's his is the a, a band big bands um, with uh, no lyrics. So begin the begin is a classic. Like that's it, it was like a staple song. It was originally written by uh, Cole Porter in uh, 1935, but Artie Shaw didn't do his version until 1936. Um, and it's kind of weird because like in that era, you know, people would like hear something, but then make their own version. And sometimes their version would be more popular than the original. The other thing that's interesting is, but it's not for this case, but in some cases there were songs where like, like the song came out, but then the lyrics were written afterwards and put on top of the song. But that's not the case for Begin to Begin. But sometimes, so there's versions that have people singing because it has actual lyrics, or there's like this one where it's just straight, you know, instrumental. And so, um, it, yeah, if you're going to do swing, you, you have to you have to know this song. At least this is a staple. Like there's no way. So, um, and so this was also in the movie. Uh, it was in Siegfried Follies. Um, but yeah, so it's it's interesting. But yeah, it, it's I like it a lot. So yeah. That's about all I had. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I dug it too. I, I do feel, again, I, I probably said this earlier. I think I did. I uh, I don't quite sometimes understand jazz. I just know what I like, right? And um, <laughs> and I don't know if I'm sophisticated enough to like jazz or to, to understand jazz, um, you know, because <laughs> I feel myself susceptible to liking everything jazz, right? <laughs> like, I'm like, well, you know, it sounds cool, so I don't mind it. And, uh, you know, this kind of falls in that category, too. Like, I, I will say, like, it's not as memorable to me as other pieces of music that I've I've heard. 
uh, that are considered, you know, jazz compositions. Right. Um, but you, but, but this is still very pleasant. And that's kind of how I describe, I guess, your choice is it's pleasant. Right. And, you know, that's not an insult by any means. Um, it, it didn't blow me away, but at the same time, like, I'm like, well, I, you'd be hard pressed to find something that's, you know, as, uh, as pleasing as this song is. So anyway, um, I don't know much about who, who this artist is. Uh, I don't know if I've listened to a lot of, you know, big band other than in a bunch of older movies. That's probably where my, uh, connection <laughs> lies with it. But, um, yeah, no, I, I do like it. I just feel like I'm probably going to say the exact same thing about the <laughs> other two choices as well. I'm yeah. sophisticated, but I liked it. So, yeah. um, so yeah. he was very much the, the little bit of research I did do, like, uh, Artie, uh, was like kind of on his last leg when this finally hit, like he was trying stuff and like, th- this is the song that put him on top. Uh, but it took him a, w- a while. He was, he was at it for a bit and then he's like, all right, I'll give this song one last chance. And, and the, the weird thing is that the, the Cole Porter version, you know, it wasn't as popular, um, you know, when it first got released as part of a play. But then it, I, I tell you, this this song is a staple. Like, there's no way you quiz any baby boomer. They know this song. It's one of those, like, you play the first three notes. <laughs> like, they know this song. Like, that's how iconic this one is. But, but yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, yeah so I, I, I think it's a good choice. But again, I just don't know uh, whether <laughs> or not, you know, it's, it, it is well received. But I know my heart was open to it and i liked it right and and i was worried you might say that it wasn't quite jazzy because the the dance part is a little bit waltzy it's like early waltz but it early swing i mean like waltz but early swing because it has the rock step in it so i i think it still i think it still works there are definitely other big band big band songs that i've heard that i would never classify as jazz but (laughs) this this one i think yeah i think this qualifies Okay. That's why I didn't say anything. Okay. Mm. Thank you. <laughs> so I gave you a pass, in other words. Okay. Yeah, I see. That's right. That's right. <laughs> right. So um my take on it is yeah, Tyler, this this literally does or fits into the definition of big band. Um, especially when you're talking about swing, because because for, for me, um, in my mindset and how I operate is I listen to jazz based on the rhythm, right? The rhythm plays a key part in my mind when it comes to jazz. I know there are a whole slew of off-kilter songs that, that pick up in one place and drop it in another place, but it's still systematic. They still have a flow to it. Um, when you get to Big Band, Big Band is literally... The flow is steady. There is no change up. There's no switch up. Even when they try to throw in a bridge or, or throw in another mixture, you know what I'm saying, to, to, to kind of jazz it up, quote unquote, pun intended. Um, it's still within its steady groove, right? And that's, that's easily why you had so many different crooners that were able to sing on top of this music was because it rode steady like a regular, uh, secular type track. It rode steady like, like a, 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 a track that you hear on the radio. And nowadays we hear on MP3 and it's, it's, it's all of that encompassing into a pop style of music, which is big band. And when I hear this song, this takes me back literally 
literally to that time of, you know, sitting back in my grandfather's uh, basement, um, listening to, to jazz albums that he would put on and then he put on the big band and, and the next thing you know, he liven up a little bit and get to shaking a little something and my grandma would come downstairs and say, oh, sit down before you hurt yourself. <laughs> um, type situation. So this this definitely brought back some good memories. Um, and now that I'm older, I can appreciate it that much more than what I did before. So good pick. Thank you. Well, I don't have any my own memories that have anything to do with music like this, but I'm not that old. Uh, yeah. Be sure to drink your oval team. That's, right. <laughs> That's where I go with this. Yeah, I remember seeing an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm and um, the character on there, I forgot his name all of a sudden. He's like, uh, yeah, it's like those uh, those chicks in the, the 30s and 40s, they always say, shoop, boop, 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 boop. It's like, that, that's the kind of like, yeah, this like weird, I don't know, phase of music where, yeah, everything was, everything was good. <laughs> There was no no bad could happen, and I think it was yeah. It's definitely peaceful. It's a relaxing music, but uh, I can hear the horns. There's definitely horns going on there, so that's the big band yeah. part of it. But it's got that old timey like you know family sitting around the fire with a hound dog, or you know they're gonna go to the ice cream parlor. And uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. it, the, the other thing I should throw out is probably Artie Shaw is probably the the most recognizable name for for why kids used to play car- clarinets. You're like, you could be oh, like, okay. Shaw playing the clarinet. The clarinet. Yeah, I could hear that. In there. <laughs> but, yeah, I like that. But it's interesting because jazz <laughs> later on, I think, kind of dropped the clarinet and just went straight trumpet and sax. And, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, so there's the clarinet, clarinet and trumpet in this, right? Yeah, like there both? is. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, th- there's both for sure. But he's the, the lead is on clarinet. So, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't last very long. I mean, it's it's really cool. It's just it's like Back to the Future. It reminds me of that too. I can only relate it to movies because obviously I'm you know, I'm too old. I mean, too young <laughs> to uh, too to know you know what was what it was like to experience this on like an, an old school like what are like the old record players? They weren't really record players. Talking gramophones. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Can't find one anywhere except for maybe in like an old barn somewhere where, you know, they store a bunch of old stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's cool. Okay. Cool. All right. Um, Diedrich, what do you got? So I picked the artist, um, one of the trumpeteers that, or top five that are alive that I listen to any day of the week. Um, for his government name, it was Donaldson Toussaint Overture Bird the second. For those who don't know by that name, you know him by his stage moniker, Donald Bird. Um, Donald Bird was one of those quintessential, uh, trumpeteers who brought in uh, a definitive sound. His sound would be classified as hard bop, uh, which is more of a, he took a swing and then mixed it in with a little bit more stabs with drums, bass heavy type situation. And, uh, that, that in itself is where he, he laid down his own foundation of what he wanted his music to be. Um, so much so that one of his particular albums, this album that I picked, um, actually, with the lead single on this album was the name of it and it's called Fuego. And uh, that's the song that I picked that I wanted to, to go by him. This came out in uh, October of 
1959. Um, he released it with a he had a four five piece band, including himself. Um, it was uh, Jackie McLean on the alto sax. It was Duke Pearson on the piano. It was uh, Doug Watkins on the bass, and then he had uh, Lex Humphries on the drums. And Lex really carried a lot of the beats when it came to um, the actual flow line. But but when Donald get to blow on that trump, man, that trumpet you can't you can't not listen to it. So. Fuego was the album that I picked. Um, it's one of those critically acclaimed albums from him um, that that's lasted up to today. And um, he, he went everywhere from the 30s up to the 70s. Um, he was still knocking in and, and, and blow that trumpet and everybody was listening. So don't have too much about him, um, only for the fact that I do remember this particular song, uh, especially when it came time for, like I said, my grandfather would pull out his, his um, old records and eight tracks and things of that nature. But this one was on vinyl. And I tried to hold on to a lot of his vinyl keepsakes, so to speak. Um, I lost half of them um, in between moving and family and all that stuff. I went through with the records that I did have, and this was not in there, so it kind of pissed me off. So now I got to go on the hunt to see if I can track down this particular album and if I can come across it. Not the digital copy, but actual vinyl. I'm going to grab it. So... Uh, this was also recorded at Van Elder Studio in Inglewood, uh, uh, California, and that studio is renowned for you know jazz musicians coming through and just laying down some epic shots. So, y'all tell me what you think about Donald Byrd, Twinkle. A lot of horn, man. I like that. That's like that big band kind of like style easing into another style, and it it's more of like uh, the lounge lounge jazz that I would probably gravitate to. You know, like the clubs stuff like that. Yes, this is definitely elephant room type material. Yeah, smoky room and yep. some whiskey going. Yeah, no, this is this is a really cool style. I like I like this more I think than the big the big band or at least like Taj's pick was good. I just don't think it was my favorite style of jazz. Mm. I can't say that I would listen. I wouldn't say that I would go to that show <laughs> over over uh, this. So yeah, definitely a good pick. I like I like that mixture of like the big band and then like the you know the the club music. Cool. Yeah, and I I dug it. Um, again, I I don't know what's good or bad, but I like what I hear. And um, this is one. I mean, like I when I think of when I think of jazz and and really my introduction to jazz, and when I think of some of the the biggest artists of all time, you know, this this is this is one one artist that I I think could be you know is definitely ranked up there. And uh, when I think of jazz, when I heard this, I'm like, yeah, that's that's what I'm going for. You know, this is what I'm going for. I like this. Um, you know, and and I think. Uh, I don't know if you guys have all seen La La Land, but the Ryan Gosling character who loved jazz, I think he would love this song too. So uh, shout out to Ryan Gosling and La La Land. <laughs> Just for the record, this this particular song itself hadn't been in any movies or, or soundtracks or nothing, but um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely one of those that I think Ryan would, would approve. <laughs> I haven't seen La La Land. <laughs> Well, you're only gotta, so many years behind. Yeah, I need to see Lila Land. I yes. think I would like it for sure. What's wrong so, with me? <laughs> I got to see that movie. Okay. So I, I never heard this before. Um, I, I liked it a lot. Um, it's so there's some stuff about jazz that like 
I, I don't like it, I'll admit, uh, but this I actually liked. I, I know jazz isn't supposed to be formulaic, but sometimes it is, right? Mm-hmm. Especially with the octave changes. Mm-hmm. The other thing that, that I liked about this that jazz does on purpose is like that whole intro part is kind of a little off kilter. Like it's kind of off putting, but then there's the melody change in the middle and you're like, you're tr- sitting there trying to figure out how what notes match from the first part with the second part. And then you get lost in the second part. And then all of a sudden the first part comes back again and you're like, I actually like this. Like I miss this. And that's kind of what jazz is. Jazz kind of like messes with you. Like, because you're sitting there listening to it, but it makes you listen to the notes specifically. It's not like, it's not like classical where classicals, you know, try and tell you a story and paint a picture, right? Of the story. Jazz is like making you sit there and think at the same time you're listening to it. And that's why I liked about this was for for sure. It it was one of those, you got lost in it and you're like, but I don't hear the notes that match, but they should. And then you're like, you know what? I like this. And then, and then the first part comes back and you're like, I really like this. Like, I don't know why it put me off the first time. (laughs) Yeah. It's an acquired taste. It makes you roll with it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. I like the way you explained that. That was nice. So. Well, all right. Well, last but not least, uh, Damon, what was your choice track? Yeah. So, um, like I was saying, I, I started listening to jazz songs as soon as you gave us our theme, our homework. And so <laughs> I got, I, I kind of went down the rabbit hole. Um, I became a, became a fan of John Coltrane and Dizzy Gillespie more than I knew. And, um, so my, my, my pick was from John Coltrane and some songs that I was listening to, I had to go back to. And I, so I've been working on my patio outside and just kind of like, getting lost in the music and the nature and, and get, you know, time can get away from me, you know? And, uh, so I'm out there doing that and I'm just listening to albums from John Coltrane, like whole albums. And, uh, one that I, I think was more upbeat and just like, almost like, uh, an adventure. Uh, the song is soft lights and sweet music. I think John Coltrane's music's been done over again, remastered. There's new stuff. Like, I mean, this is this to me. It sounds like lounge music, um, but this is this song's fast. It's it's a fast horn saxophone. Uh, I think it's sax that I hear a lot in this, and you got a lot of drums and cymbals. And I mean, it's like this is this is awesome. I think he played with Donald Byrd for sure, um, and lots of other jazz artists. Dizzy Gillespie he was in groups with him. Um, yeah, no, it's 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 great stuff, and I believe this was with the first time that he did this was with the uh, I believe the Red Garland Trio. I want to say that in the fifties, and I think that this was this was first released on an album in fifty eight. That's that's uh, to say I think he had about a twenty year career. He died at forty one. So <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like maybe he had too much fun. I, I'm not sure exactly how he died, but uh, I know he died young. Um, I guess the best and the greatest sometimes do. So, but John Coltrane's music and his style are going to live on forever. Uh, I think a lot of artists redo his stuff, like I said, and there's a lot of collaboration when he was uh, recording. Um, so, what do you guys think of? Jo- I mean, I think we all like John Coltrane, but what do you guys think of my pick? Uh, yeah, curious to know because I don't know that you much. Can't about stop. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. <laughs> 
I wouldn't know. I just like Brandon. Like I, I, I guess I wouldn't know. I just it sounds good to me. <laughs> uh, I'm bullshitting, man. Nah, yeah, yeah. Peak cold train. Yeah, one of the coldest they ever do it, man. So, no, nah, I definitely loved it. Felt the vibe all the way through. Uh, like I said, when we when we got to picking this and and uh, the choice album, I literally was sitting on the back patio with a stogie and suburban and just enjoying yeah. enjoying the sounds. And, and to me, that's that's better than the sounds of nature. Like only honestly, because yeah. I can just feel it. So when as soon as I seen it on the list. That you pick culture and I was like, yep, this, yep, this is my one. That's my one. Not, not gonna lie, that, that was not good. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah, I mean, when you when I got into jazz for for a spell there, um, and I wanted to learn more, definitely John Coltrane is top of that list. You know, that's a name that that uh, is synonymous yeah. with with jazz. And you know, if you're looking for the biggest, like some of the most infamous tracks or infamous albums. Um, those John Coltrane's again, he's right there at, at the top. Um, so I definitely listened to a lot of John Coltrane there for a little bit, um, until, you know, my interest got slowed down and I started listening to something else. Um, yeah, yeah, but I mean, but, (laughs) but I will say that when I get in the mood to listen to John Coltrane, there is some John Coltrane that I still go back to and I listen. Um, this was not one I was as familiar with, but I, I still enjoyed it. Uh, again, just another example of, of the kind of jazz that, that really, um, plays on repeat in my head when I, when I think of that genre of music. So yeah. uh, John Coltrane is, is definitely up there again. I don't know whether or not it's great or bad, but if I like it, that's all that matters. And this is one that I do like. That's awesome. Yeah. It kind of like, I, I like Dave Matthews as a newer artist for different reasons. Uh, some of his songs are great. Some of them are just like, I don't know what the hell I'm listening to, but I think he has like a song number 41. It kind of reminds me of, uh, I pick for, for John Coltrane soft lights and sweet music. And it almost ends the same way too. So I, I, Bet a million dollars is a fan. So I'd like to know mm-hmm. if he is, but yeah. So um I never heard the song before. Um I so first of all, all props, like crazy. The pacing is amazing, the jazziness of it that and, and I get it. I understand why it's iconic. Uh but I'm this type of jazz very much is is not for me. <laughs> it, mm. it, 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 and I know that sounds <laughs> That's weird, funny because like your song was like kind of the same way for me. Mm. I I know, I know. Not I know. in a bad way. You know? But, but, but that's like Dahlberg. Dahlberg I, I love. Like I would listen to a whole al- album of his, you know. This, I mean, I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe I need to try other Coltrane tracks, but like the, based off of this one, like yeah, it, it's it's not for me, but I'm just saying. It makes sense though for, I mean, for our uh, style, <laughs> for like our, our styles totally yeah. like flow into the jazz realm <laughs> the same yeah. way they would like pop music or anything else. Yeah. You know? It, well, because then it, what's interesting is as far as what I know about jazz is like then after this and like in the 90s and 2000s, they went into that new world jazz where it's like it's jazz, but it's like some <laughs> instrument from, you know, some foreign country. Some Bob or something or like, <laughs> yeah. like a weird thing that you would never hear normally. Yeah, in a song. yeah. yeah exactly. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, but, but yeah, no, it, it, I totally 100% respect it. And yeah, it, especially once you start listening to it, you're like the craziness because once you listen to it and you realize that it's like the 1950s, like everybody's on point, like at that speed, like if, if one person tripped up, like everybody's going down, but like nobody trips up for, you know, I want to try to say in that, that part, this is phenomenal in itself. You're like the pacing and, and how nobody trips up and you're like, yeah, mass props. So, yeah, I mean, that must have taken a lot of, and I mean, that's, that's a lot of, uh, that's holy shit. Yeah. (laughs) That's like guitar hero at expert level. You know, you got to do 500 notes. You're like, what the hell? You know, funny is jazz. Jazz is one of those that if they do hit a wrong note, though, it's completely covered up. You wouldn't know if they need to do it or not. That's true. It's kind of it's kind one of, wild. of those yeah. that can get away with it. It was like, oh, I'm yeah. to hit that E flat. Oh, okay. <laughs> ah. We're all like, what's the E flat? Uh, <laughs> like a flat tire or something. Uh-oh. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like it in the wrong situation. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. So, uh, I guess we're ready to move on. So, yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and uh, flip that record and drop the needle on side B. Um, Brandon, along with your fabulous theme that you provided to us today, you also had homework for us, didn't you? I did, yeah. And uh, again, <sighs> surprise, it's a jazz album. Um, <laughs> This whole, I know this whole episode is, is all about jazz and a little big band. Anyway, um, (laughs) so, so yeah, um, when, when I was in that, that heyday of wanting to learn a lot about jazz, um, this was an album that came up. I'm not, I don't know if it was in an article I read or if it was just a recommendation. Um, I do remember picking it up. And, uh, this is a jazz album that I continue to play, um, nonstop. You know, I probably listen to it multiple times a year. Um, and it's just one that I adore. And, um, you know, I, it doesn't like there's some of the, some of the, the, um, artists that are on this album. Well, one in particular is huge. Um, but I don't know if his name is as well known as some of the, some other jazz musicians, but I think he, sh- he should be, he's a serious contender. So anyway, um, the album that I picked is from 1958. It is called something else and it's by Cannonball Adderley, Julian Cannonball Adderley. Uh, he was born in 1928, uh, died in 1975. He was only 46 years old. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just, I just took to this album when I first, first heard it. And, uh, and it's again, like I said, it was on heavy rotation. So I just want to say really quick, when I, when I used to work at uh, a movie theater, for a, for a while there, we used to have something called Jazz Sundays, and we would play jazz music in the box office. And this was a very popular album. This was one of the albums that we always went back to and listened um, because it's that good. Even if you're not like the biggest jazz fan, I think that you could find something to appreciate within within this uh, within the music. Um, and if not, you know, cool, go listen to something else. I understand. Um, so Cannibal Adderley, he was an alto saxophonist. This was his only album on Blue Note. 
Um, there were several musicians on this album. The biggest one is Miles Davis. Miles Davis uh, was the trumpeteer. He also composed some of the songs on here. Um, and Cannibal Adderley and Miles Davis knew each other. Cannonball was actually part of Miles Davis's first great quintet. And he was on a couple of Miles Davis' biggest albums, like Kind of Blue. And the other musicians that were on here uh, were Hank Jones, Sam Jones, and Art Blakely. Um, I just, I just really dig the the sound in this. Um, you know, it's it's really just it, it's smooth and it, it's got a, a bluesy sound at times. Um, it it's I don't know. It's just for me, it's like very therapeutic to listen to. Um, and I don't think that there's a bad track on here. Um, when I do think of jazz, this is definitely again, this is just an example of what I envision when I when I when I just think of the word. Um, and you know, I've listened to quite a few albums, you know, I have a few other favorites, um, but this is one that, uh, that I, again, I revisit. I'm just, every time I do this episode, I do my album. I'm just like, I just listen to it a lot. And you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's, it's really, I feel the same way about this one as I do all the others. That's why it's my choice album. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I just, I wanted to get, I wanted to get jazz on, on the show and I knew that if I ever got to do that, I was going to pick this album hands down. Like there was no other choice for me. I mean, there's a Miles Davis one I really love too, but, uh, but this is, this is my favorite. And I think maybe partly I picked it too because like Cannibal Adderley, you know, he's not as big a name as Miles Davis and got John Coltrane. So look at me, you know, <laughs> I'm cool. I, I, I know it's a deep cut, man. Um, but I will tell you though, that if you do look at lists, uh, this is one that is always mentioned, like the ratings on this album are high and it is an essential album to listen to. If you're a j- jazz enthusiast or are curious about jazz, um, you can't go wrong with this. And again, like I said, I like all the tracks on here. Um, I am going to go with probably the first track, Autumn Leaves. Um, I just, I just love that song. It's a great way to start this album. You know, I think it, it hooks you in and, um, and I think that's what a first track is supposed to do. And, uh, yeah, that's my choice. Autumn Leaves. Let's, uh, let's see what the rest of you guys have to, to say. Um, but yeah, that's it, man. Take it away. <laughs> Take it away. Uh, yeah. So, right. Oh, go ahead. You, you ready? You ready, Anastash? No, go, go ahead. Go ahead. I thought you were conducting an orchestra over there. Oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> You're conducting us. Right. Uh, how you want us to do this episode? Uh, yeah. So, Autumn Leaves is really good. It's um, there's there's more horns, less piano. Uh, some of the songs on here are faster. Some are slower. Uh, I tend to like the little bit faster paced jazz with the horns. So I, I went with uh, something else. And that's the third track on the album. Um, after everybody gets their picks, I can go into a little bit more because I don't want to talk over somebody else's uh, no. 
saw on earlier no, pick. But uh, your time, go for it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, it's, it, there's there's a mix. There's a lot of different artists on this this album. So like, I like the collaboration. Uh, you can hear all their styles. <laughs> And uh, yeah, something else is definitely like Autumn Leaves and something else are my two favorites. And then you have a couple like Buffer Sale is piano. <laughs> and I, I, I don't mind it, but I don't like it for jazz. I, I think I, I think Billy Joel is my piano man, you know? So that style isn't, it's not bad. I mean, this is a great album. I could listen to this whole album and love it. But that's just, right. it's my take on it. So I was going to say just, or you want to go, Taj? No, no go, go ahead. All right, cool. Um, lo- I love how we're all being so like conscientious of each other. That's that's great. Um, I was gonna say this: you really picked a damn good album, and here's why I say that: it's because you got what six tracks on it, mm-hmm. six seven cuts, and it lasts forty four minutes, almost an hour of just nothing but perfection within itself. And it's crazy because if you listen to albums nowadays, they could have like twenty tracks on there and barely last thirty minutes let alone have the, the actual time to, to to make a song full. And this is one of those complete albums that each song stands on its own. Autumn Leaves, it was the single off of here, but yes, it definitely stood out. My favorite track, you know, I like to go with the off-kilter sound, um, especially this one because it was smooth. It, it literally spoke to me. Even the title spoke to me. And my, my favorite track on here was Oh For Daddy O. That was my pick. That was my 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 go to. Oh. I was like, yeah, I, 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 had I, it I can dig it. I can dig it. Yeah, you had it wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, I can surprise that every once in a purple moon. But yeah, right. that, that was the track on there that I just like. I just had to had to vibe with. But I could vibe with the whole damn album. Like literally, sit back and just chill and just listen to the album. And funny fact, I had never heard Catabal Adam. Not in my own lifetime. So thank you for introducing me into a new artist. Somebody I can go back and listen to their their other the other compositions and see exactly what they got going on because this one definitely put me in the right mood, right space, right headspace. Um I was stressed out for a minute. You know, I could listen to that track um and over there he'll just calm me down and I was just like, Yep, I'm I'm back in a good space. So, you know, cheers to you, sir. Just my red cup in the air. Bam. <laughs> Thanks. So, uh, it, I, I like the album. It, so th- this, I, I didn't mind this jazz. It, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, you took my pick, Dietrich, but we'll talk later. <laughs> hey, I gave you a chance to talk. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Uh, no, but it, it, I, I know it, I have, I have some other ones on here, but yeah, no, really? I, yeah. Like you said, it's crazy. This this is one of those you listen to it and then you just fall away like time falls away as you listen to it. And you're like, damn, that much time has passed. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah. And so for me, I think I'll probably pick. It's hard because there's only three more so- tracks I can pick from. So <laughs> you can you can double up. No, no, it, I, I'm probably going to do um, love for sale. Yeah. 
There's nothing wrong with a double up. I know. Again, we're like the absence on these uh, picture. But you also can't go wrong with any track on here. You you can't. Yeah. And uh, if we get four different samples in this episode, the better. (laughs) Right. Exactly. But yeah, it, it, I I did enjoy it. it. I know, like I knew Miles Davis, and so was it. And maybe you can tell me this because I did, then realized looking at so all those people made the ensemble for all the songs, right? It's not like they were guests on each. Like there were different guests for each song. No, they. I mean, they were all in on the session. I mean, they were gotcha. all. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. That totally makes sense. Yeah, but yeah, that's I, I enjoyed that. Right there. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. That is like, that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, artists at the top of their game, you know. Yeah, and I did work with, with that. I was just going to say, you know, it's it's a moment in time that is recorded, you know, and yeah. and we have, you know, a record of it. Yeah, and I think I think uh, some of the artists did work with John Coltrane and some some other stuff, too. And I mean, I, I like that influence with the horns and the, yeah, I just, I love it. My, my third pick would, would have been Mangoon. Mangoon? Um, I guess it's a.k.a. Allison's uncle. Mm-hmm. Really sure where that come. I don't know the story behind that, but that's another fast-paced song on the album, and it is a mix of fast and slow. But yeah, I like how Taj picked the the piano, the opposite of what I liked on this. So <laughs> you that's got the, running the theme here. You got to respect the ah, respect the Iris, you know. <laughs> <laughs> No. Well, all right, guys. Well, thank you, everyone, for uh, listening to the album. Let's all snap our fingers now. <laughs> all right, all right. So, um, before before we we go, uh, Diedrich, you have some homework for us. Yeah, I'm gonna keep it short and sweet. Um, Rolling Stones, Exile on Main Street. Check it out. All right. Okay. Rolling Stones. <laughs> I think this is our first Rolling Stones album. Took us this yes. long to do it, and it was Diedrich who yes. finally, finally got Rolling Stones on this podcast. So I good job, Diedrich. Yeah. It, so you, you said Exile uh, on Main Street. Like, yes. you're, you're no longer allowed. allowed yes, on you're Main not Street. allowed in, in on Main Street. Uh, okay. Okay. Okay, gotcha. All right, just wanted to make sure I had that down. Right. You know what you did. <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> All right, so make sure everybody listen to Exile Main Street before the next episode because it's going to be a doozy. And uh, yeah, so before we go, um, Taj likes to say a few words, so let's humor him and hear him out. <laughs> Well, all you cool cats and kitties, this has been Choice Tracks. <laughs> and you can we have a website called choicetracks.com. <laughs> we are, have, is this like Wolfman Jack? <laughs> what else is it here? <laughs> and we have an email address of choicetracks.com. You can find matching playlists on post Spotify and Pandora. Uh, please subscribe and listen to all past and future episodes. Let's go ahead and sign out. I've been Top Taj. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm I'm Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Daddy O Damon. No, I'm just kidding. That's that's awful. That's uh, nice. Wow, uh, Damon's turned into Taj. <laughs> I'm like Taj's uh, doppelganger. No, uh, yeah, I'm still Damon, even though I listen to a bunch of jazz. I'm still the same guy. <laughs> And uh, I'm just Dietrich. I took all the funny shit. So we're going to pick up the needle, but y'all keep spinning those choice tracks. It's a cool cast. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs>